0: Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment in HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's William Tincup, and you're listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Matt on from Omnipresent and we'll be talking about the use case or business case for why his prospects become customers and why his customers stay as customers and how they kind of justify things uh, as, as it relates to uh, the purchase of, of Omnipresent and working with Omnipresent. So without any further ado, Matthew, would you do us and the audience a favor, uh, introduce yourself and introduce Omnipresent?
0: Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, William. Um yeah, I'm uh, Matt Wilson. Um, I'm one of the founders and co CEOs here at OmniPresent. I'm based in London in the UK, um, and my background's in building uh, products and technology led companies. And, uh, you know, OmniPresent, I'm based here in the UK. OmniPresent is a global company. We've got a team of about 200 spread across about 40 countries all around the world. Uh, we're a relatively young company, about Two and a half years old, um, but growing very quickly. And what we what we do for our customers is is uh, is really help them untangle the complexity that comes with operating global businesses, particularly from a HR perspective. So you know we work with our customers to set up their employees all over the world from an employment law perspective, help them understand the relevant employment laws in the countries that they're hiring in, help them set up uh, those employees with payroll services and with employee benefits. We do that through one single platform for the whole world and really help our customers unlock a global talent pool, whether that's hiring the best people for the job anywhere in the world working together remotely, or it's building companies that are going out and serving customers all over the world.
1: What I love about, what I love about this is the, the complexity of, you know, you could have 140, uh, you know, people in 20 different countries and you've got to be compliant and the compliance, you know, uh, you know, if that's a small ish company and, uh, you know, or medium sized company to be able as an HR leader to be, to keep up with just the regulation, just the compliance part is almost impossible. Like that, yeah. that just let's put that off off to the side. Then take something like global payroll and being able to pay people from one platform. Because uh, global global payroll for those that are listening, it's it's done differently from firm to firm, and so it's it's really important when you're talking to somebody about global payroll as to how they do it, what like what their approach is, if they're using lo- local folks or if they're using different service bureaus, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Um, the 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 customers that you serve. What I love about this, and you know, I want to get, I want to ask you about remote and kind of COVID and F, how that pushed y'all's business uh, and, into different things. But take us in a little, little bit of some of the complexities that people might not might not understand working in Germany versus yeah. working in Seattle, or having an employee in in uh, you know in Stuttgart versus an employee in Seattle. Like okay. You'd think yeah. that those are the same things. No,
0: so take yeah. us into
1: a couple of examples.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, where to start? I mean, the, comp- the complexity <laughs> is, uh, is 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 enormous, and you know, I think you know when 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 we we um, started the company, you know, what we saw was really there's there's this this shift in in terms of the types of companies that were looking to to build out global organizations and global teams and you talked about remote work I mean that's a major driver that is you know opening up the possibility of hiring globally for, for companies you know not having to set up whole offices but um, but look globally and you know what we saw was um, which is why we started the company you know was that you know, it's traditionally been the remit of large organizations that have big legal teams big HR teams big finance teams that can really understand and, and, and unravel that complexity. That have and, and and they've been the companies that have been hiring globally, been operating globally historically. But you know, in, in in the world that we live in today, with companies being able to work together online, being you know ambitious and wanting to sell, sell and serve global markets, we started to see as companies, you know, at all stages of their life cycle, operating globally. So we think about you know this shift from companies being domestic first to global first. But as you say, that unlocks. That, 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 that brings this enormous problem as companies, you know, small, medium-sized companies try to operate globally, just run into all of these uh, all of these challenges, all of this operational complexity and bureaucracy that comes with, uh, with, with operating globally. So, you know, some of the questions that, they, that you might be facing, you know, how do you find people across multiple geographies? How Do you need to have local legal presence in a country in order to engage that person? Do you need to, um, you know, how do you understand the employment regulations in Germany or in South Africa or in Singapore compared to in Seattle and Washington and in the US? How do you understand, you know, what type of contracts you might need to be engaging those people on? How do you understand how to set those employees up, make sure they're paid, make sure the right levels of employment taxes are being paid um, and, and and that that payroll is being done in a way that's, you know, reliable and compliant. But then also how do you offer a great employee experience as well? You know, you, you might have a benefits package that you're, you know, proud of being able to offer your employees in Seattle, as you say. But, you know, what are the expectations That a french employee might have and how are they going to be different than an employee in seattle how do you offer a really compelling employee employer proposition and and benefits proposition in france uh how are you going to do that in singapore how are you going to do that in south africa and figuring out you know all of those things all at once uh, is a real nightmare and uh, that's exactly what we started Omnipresent for was to try and help our customers kind of navigate this minefield of bureaucracy and complexity and help them really unlock that ability to operate globally.
1: I love love that because with payroll and compliance, and again, you you mentioned taxation and and, and like you can get, you can get twisted fast uh, and it can come from anywhere. Um, But you also brought in a really, really uh, fascinating point in terms of, the employee experiences, which kind of leads to kind of the kind of the nuances, you know. And it's not, you know, all people in France are like this. You're like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> not true. Uh, you know, the, you you live in London. Well, London and Manchester it probably could be two two different countries. Sure. Right? Like, <laughs> so so like, it's not the same. Even in even in a country, it's not the same. So how do how do you all help, or what what do you see from your customers? as it relates to kind of those nuances, like how do you coach them through those nuances that, that you already know exists because yeah. you do business all over the
0: world? Yeah, I think, you know, one thing we find useful is to understand where that customer's coming from, right? Mm. So if you've got a, a, a um, you know, HR leader that's used to building and operating teams in the US, well, you can use that as the, you know, they, they have a good understanding of US employment regulation right a, a, a high level understanding a good understanding of the benefits landscape in the us and you know what you might want to be offering from a healthcare perspective um and and then it's about you know saying okay well you're 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 hiring in these five other countries you're wanting to expand into these five other countries you know how do they stack up compared to what you're used to you know you're hiring in france okay well you've got your reference point is uh, is is america so you know on the kind of you know good side uh, of of hiring in France well maybe the uh, you know there's a there's a good social healthcare system in France um, which allows uh, which means you you know you're not typically relying on your employer to to, to provide as much um, for your, from a healthcare perspective so maybe you have some cost savings there um, in terms of you know when you're comparing that against against what you're used to in the US but on the flip side you might be paying more in employer related taxes and then you know, thinking about the um, the employment law side of things, kind of taking customers through and saying, you know, you know, in the US maybe you you're used to kind of a an at will style employment relationship. Well, actually, that's very different than how things might operate in France. And here's what you need to be aware of. Not you know at the point where you might be going through a termination, but you need to be aware of that at the point that you're engaging and you're starting to set up a team. You know, what are those challenges that you might be facing down the down the line? And and then. You know, really, we find it helpful to kind of bring that back and compare it against the benchmarks that they might be used to. So um, that, that, that's one way that we go about that. And then, you know, building kind of um, build, build, building those um, those overviews that you can look at a country and kind of get a good feel for it at a high level. You know what it's going to be like doing business, care, what it's going to be like hiring people there and then helping with all of the administration of that as, as well.
1: So you know, we've nibbled around the edges of, of this, so so it'll be super easy, but what are the what are the questions, the buying questions? That people should ask uh, omnipresent, like what what should they you know they they this is the first time that you know they either they either you probably have to, you know a couple different models right so you have people that have done this before and it's a switch so now you that's a different conversation um, and maybe maybe some of the companies that are really really large that had all that infrastructure or maybe shedding some of that infrastructure okay so that's different um, but but for the folks that maybe this is just brand new. Yeah. Like they're just newbies and, and and the world is changing and we've talked about globalization for 50 years but oh now it's here um <laughs> so what should they ask you what should HR leaders uh, and executives you know because yeah. you're doing with finance and you're doing with ops you're doing with a bunch of different people but what should HR leaders what is the battery of questions that they should ask
0: you well I think I think you you've hit it on the on hit the nail on the head there William I think you know the, the conversations that we find to be the most productive are, you know, nobody knows everything when it comes to uh, to, to, to um, setting up a global team. You know, there's no one person that knows the ins and outs of employment law in every country, the different structures you might use to set that up, plus the taxation part, plus the benefits part, plus the payroll part. And, you know, what the, the conversations we find to be most productive are when those people that are new to it or experience, but you know, maybe you're going into a new a new region. They just come and you know, it's it's quite an anxiety inducing uh, inducing thing, right? You're a HR leader. You're trying to, um, you know, you've been kind of tasked to set this up and and to understand it. And you, in you know, a lot of the time, you don't even really know where to start or which questions to ask, as you say. So, the 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 conversations that we you know really enjoy are those that are. You know, customers that or prospective customers that come to us and they say, "Look, here's what we're trying to achieve." You know, we 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 want to set up, you know, a couple of people in France. We found this great person that we want to set up in Germany, and we found somebody fantastic we want to hire in Singapore, and and then we want to you know scale up that Singapore office over the next year from one person to 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 twenty. You know, we you know what's important to us is offering a good employee experience. It's being it's being compliant. And, you know, we've not done this before. We don't know what we don't know. You know, and can, can you tell us about that? And those are the conversations where we feel we can add the most value. When customers come, they can lay out their plans, lay out the things they're anxious about. And then we can go back and say, look, you, you said an employee experience is really important. You know, here are the areas that, you know, here is what this looks like in France. Here's what this looks like in Singapore. And, you know, through doing that, having those conversations, those, those kind of educational conversations, we really feel you know, if there's, if, if that's at a point where they're considering using a, a, a provider like ourselves, where well, we're really able to show off, you know, here is the um, the level of experience that we're going to be able to bring to this relationship. Here is the level of assurance that you're going to have when working with a partner like us. And here's the kind of confidence that you're going to be able to have that you can then take back, you know, to your team internally and say, look, I now know, you know, I don't know all the answers. I'm educated on the things I was most anxious about, but I know I've got a partner here that's going to be able to, uh, to, to, to sort these things out and is going to have the answers to the questions when they arise.
1: What I love about uh, that as you nailed it in the last sentence is with this particular relationship of, again, different HR technology, uh, you, can, you can see it as different things. These, are, these can be tools. Um, uh, they can be a part of a stack, et cetera with what you provide with what omnipresent provides, it's a, it's a partnership. Yeah. It, it has to be, because yeah. as you, as you said that, I don't know what I don't know that that's, that's everybody that's all the time. And Oh, by the way, it's changing. So yeah. <laughs> even if you thought you knew, uh, exactly. yeah, yeah, that's gone. Yeah. Um, what are they, what are they surprised by? Like, you know, when you, when you go through the bit and you start to kind of yeah. tell them, a little bit about not just how you do it and what you do and and all the experience, but like what are they you know in general, what what are they surprised? What what kind of like, huh?
0: What? Well, I think I mean if you if if you've never done it before, right. It's amazing how different the world is from country to country. I mean, it is you know, you come in with a with a reference point being, you know, the the environment that you're used to, the country that you've been. You've you've grown up in that you've been working in that you're experienced in, or maybe one or two countries, you know. But then, if you're looking to build a team in a truly global setting, you look across the level of difference in in culture and in and in um, regulatory landscape from, you know, from France to South Africa to uh, to Singapore to Japan to to Mexico, and the. The the differences are enormous and, and, and it can be easy to kind of sometimes think, oh, well, you know, the world's kind of, you know, more or less the same. But there is a there is a vast difference. The level of employee protection differs enormously from country to country. The level of, you know, the level and expectation and type of employee benefits differ so much country to country. Um, and that could be pretty surprising if you've not really thought about it or not really come across it before. Um, when you, when you, when you realize, Oh, well, the world doesn't operate, you know, the, it doesn't operate in this kind of homogeneous way. You know, you've got different con- different countries treating that their, uh, their, their employment relationships in very different ways. Um, I, f- I, find that, you know, fascinating as, 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 as somebody who's operating in, in that, in that space, right. We live in this beautiful, diverse world and there's so many different approaches that, that, are, that are going on, but, um, that, that's not particularly helpful when you're trying to run a, a global organization because it would be great if everything was flat and, and operated in exactly the same way, and you could you could deal with it without that complexity. But that's exactly what you know what why why we exist and, and where we where we you know in the prime position to come in and help.
1: It's it's interesting because uh, in my experience with with the global providers like this, France and Germany. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> no offense to any, any, you know, to anyone, but France and Germany always come up. Always yeah. come up. It's just like okay, there's here's Europe, here's continental Europe, and then here's France and Germany. And oh by, oh by the way, like <laughs> different. Yeah. Um. You mentioned uh, you mentioned platform. Uh, that 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 have a single platform. Mm. Uh, I want to kind of explore a little bit of that. Well, why is that important?
0: Yeah, you know, I think this is really important and touches on some of the things that we talked about already. Um, when we when we when we started out um, to, to to build omnipresent and, and a philosophy that we really carry um, into how we think about building out our products and services, is you know you see some some providers, some some HR providers out there will go and they won't leverage technology at all. They'll be a consultancy style service. They'll have a very lightweight kind of platform that will that will help you know exchange a little bit of information. Mm-hmm. But ultimately they'll be human driven. And then you have some other providers that will come and say, you know, well, we're going to be pure technology companies, you're going to have a self-service platform, maybe a bit of email support. And you know, we we really believe in that that, that if you can combine the partnership that we talked about, that 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 human touch and the 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 power that technology brings, the scalability, the repeatability, the standardisation, and the speed that technology brings, that that is a real superpower. So, you know, we we benefit, we all benefit hugely from the uh, from the digital platforms that, that that we work with. Being able to, you know, not have to pick up the phone every time you want to, you know, check your bank balance, you can go and log in and see that online that is an enormous benefit. And, you know, HR, HR practitioners across the world don't want to be constantly having to go to humans with every single minor, minor, minor query or question. But it is really important that you don't lose that as you go through that, that digitization journey as well. Um, and, uh, and, and that's that's really our, our approach. So leverage technology as much as you can, but no more than that. And don't lose that human touch and that expertise as you do that. So how can you, we were thinking, you know, how can we lever up our people? How can we lever up our expertise using technology make sure that we're doing things in a standardized way, really high quality, really scalable, drive down our costs with technology, but also make sure we don't lose that partnership as we go through that.
1: Uh, For the audience, Matt's being extremely kind because sometimes what you'll see in providers like this is payroll is uh, one application, benefits is a different application, compliance is a different application. And so it's it might be thinly veiled as 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 all one thing, but they're really yeah. three different systems, yeah. and and uh, and they don't necessarily talk to one another. So there's there's uh, there's you know, buyer beware, and, and and so make sure you ask questions about how uh, it's delivered and built. Um, uh, it would be good advice. Um, as you're a product person, as you understand the product really well, what what's your favorite part? of of the demo of when you show omnipresent to someone for the first time.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a very good question. <laughs> it's I like it's a, a, which, it's which of your children like, is your favorite? <laughs> I think I don't I, I think it's hard to pin it down to to one specific feature. I think it's the realization that you know this anxiety inducing problem mm-hmm. turns into a an, an opportunity you know that 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 switch in mindset from oh i've got this this not i've got this problem so I, I i need to set somebody up in uh, in in this country and i've got to figure all this out and it's 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 a bit of a minefield and i don't really know where to start to transitioning that to okay i've i can see that this you know, I, I can see with Omnipresent I've got a partner that I can trust that's going to help me, to then realizing, okay, well, you know, that doesn't just mean that we can hire this one person who's, a, who's, who's the, you know, the, the, the problem of today, but actually this means that you know, that problem that we've got with hiring great technical people, well, why don't we expand the talent pool that we've got available to us and, and, and leverage a partner like Omnipresent to, uh, to, to expand that talent pool to look globally, you know when we think about the markets that we can enter we can move with a lot more agility we can move uh, and we can really go where we want and be unconstrained and that um that that change in mindset from being kind of fearful and scared and anxious to being you know optimistic and excited and and really um being able to look out and say you know we now have you know this this world of opportunity um that is uh, that is something that I I'm always really excited about because that's really at the, at the heart of you know what we stand for and, and why we why, why we exist as a company
1: love that okay last question favorite customer story without names uh without brands or any of
0: that type of stuff another, just, another favorite favorite child story oh hey,
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love all my children however yeah, okay wow. so just and it could be something just recent just something where you're like wow we 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 did this like, like like this customer actually did this. This was amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have a we have a customer that um, is working on. Uh, uh, I won't go into too much detail, so kind of spare their uh, right. spare spare identifying them. But they're they're working on uh, on uh, climate change. They're working mm. on on a on a system to to help um, help help. Um, Counteract the uh, and, and get get more kind of transparency into in, into um, in, into emissions and into, into climate change um, problem. And I was talking to uh, we were talking to one of the the HR leaders there, um, and, you know, getting a bit of feedback in terms of how the relationship had been, um, you know, through the first six nine months. And the, the, the there was this thing that she said, which was. Um, you know, she, she, she signed up to, to work with us. And then the end of that week, um, she had requests from two people in her team, two hiring managers to um, set up employees internationally. And she was, you know, really anxious, you know, had she chosen the right partner? Was it going to be okay? And, uh, you know, and then, you know, the, the onboarding processes went, went really smoothly. And those employees were set up. And then she said, you know, And it was at that moment that I realized that, you know, we could scale, we could grow as an organization and we could move as quickly as we need to move because, you know, she was saying, you know, they don't have much time as an organization to counteract climate change in the way that they want to do. And they need to move quickly. They need to be able to access the talent that they want to do. And that through working with us, they'd been able to move at the pace that they needed to. They were able to, to, to get access to the, to the talent that they needed and really able to, to, to get working and get focused on, on their mission. And that was, you know, that, that, that was a bit of a moment of pride, pride for me, you know, that, that we do, you know, at its core, relatively mundane bureaucratic work for our customers, right? We're handling employment law and, and, and um, taxes and, and, and insurance providers, but actually, what we're enabling our customers to do is some amazing work, and it's really meaningful for them to be able to move quickly with confidence and, uh, and, and to move in a truly global way. So that's, uh, that's probably my favorite story from the last couple of months.
1: I love it. Love it. Matt, thank you so much for carving out time uh, for course. us and our audience. I absolutely love what you're doing, and I appreciate you coming on the show. No, thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed the chat. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time.
0: You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.